You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Watch for Zombies, Dango, Nick B, and Armando. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. and thanks for joining us on the 175th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. It's listener request time again. Oh my goodness. I feel like forever until we run out of movies. That's true. We're just going to keep going. Today we're discussing A Perfect Getaway, as requested by Kevin... And Gone Girl, as requested by Todd. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so listen at your own risk. Uh, Perfect Getaway is available on Stars, or you can rent it for $3.99. And Gone Girl is on FX, or rentable also for $3.99. So check those out before continuing if you are spoiler-sensitive listeners. And I do want to stress, both of these kind of... Are twisty movies, yeah. so you'll probably want to check these out if you haven't seen them yet. Agreed. This is the kind of thing. Why this is the these movies are the reason we give spoiler alerts because right. they are very spoilery. If you do not want them spoiled, you might want to check them out first. Yeah, and I'd be bummed if I if I got spoiled. What? <laughs> At least for Gone Girl, I feel like. Yeah, we'll get into Perfect Getaway soon. But I do want to mention before we start, Carly and I have been talking for about an hour before we started recording. So Mm -hmm. there's stuff happening in our brains. (laughs) Also, (laughs) also, I'm about a half half a bottle of wine in. So that's also something happening. And I have your girl's been hitting the gin. (laughs) We apologize in (laughs) advance for any slurring of words. We're going to try to keep it profesh. As per usual, you know what you got into when you hit play. <laughs> that's true. I mean, unless you're new, then welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if we, do you think we're still getting new listeners? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. I don't look at the numbers, so I, I have I, no we, idea. We definitely don't look at the numbers. We have no idea how popular or not popular our podcast is. Honestly, nope. no um, idea. I feel like it's just the same five people that listen every week. <laughs> And we love each and every one There's of you. There's definitely more than five people, but I feel like it's about five people. Yeah. <laughs> I can see your faces now. All right, Carly. Let's intro the first film. Again, we're skipping trailer trash talk until more movie trailers come out, guys. So yes. hold You're off welcome, on that. You're welcome, Justin. You're welcome, Justin. All you right. got your pin today and you got no trailer trash talk. So yeah. you don't even have to fast forward. You don't even have to worry about it, Justin. Your life has become simpler. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's jump in to this first movie film. A Perfect Getaway from 2009. Kevin writes in. <laughs> he wrote in his request. Yes. I don't know why I had such a hard time with that. Well, yes, I do. It's Jen. Jen. Yeah. Hey, love the podcast. I'll request Perfect Getaway because it has Timothy Oliphant as an American Jedi plus Mila Jovovich and Thor. Also an awesome twist and insane amounts of foreshadowing. 
I'm just adding this as an aside. And let's not forget Steve Zahn. Oh, my God. Sir Steve Zahn. I believe he's been knighted. Sir Steve Zahn. He hasn't been knighted. I just made that up. He's been knighted by us. Yeah. He's been knighted by Final Girls Horrorcast. It's official. (laughs) It's so British. Uh, So this flick was directed and written by Dave Tui. You think that's how it says he says his last name? Tui. Tui? I don't like his last name. It's too difficult to say. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, but he also wrote Warlock and the Chronicle of Riddick films. So hey, Pitch Black. Throwback to our very first listener request month where Tommy B requested Warlock, which is one of my favorite movies of all time that we've done on the Same-sies. show. Samesies. Yeah. It's fan freaking tastic. So good. If you haven't seen Warlock, dude, go check that check shit it out. out. Yeah. Um, The IMDb summary is two pairs of lovers on a Hawaiian vacation discover that psychopaths are stalking and murdering tourists on the island. Technically, there's three pairs of lovers. Or four, even. The dead ones? Well, no, I was going to say the the native Hawaiian people. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. All of the all of the lovers. So there is so many people in this movie. Uh, How have I never heard of this before? Like, this is a lo- there's a lot of weird stuff happening here where I feel like this should have been more popular. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> like, I literally have no idea how I'd never heard of this movie before. Uh, and I'm upset about it, but I'm also really happy because I loved it and I had so much fun with it. And I think I was texting one of my friends while I was watching it. And I was like, this movie's fucking great. Like, I am having the best time. I don't understand how this is going to happen. I just, like, would love to read my texts actually I from it. I think that this hit, like, in a moment where people were either coming in or out of popularity. So mm. maybe it kind of came in under the radar. Because let's think, like, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. I don't know how to say his name. And I always want to say elephant. Um, say it. Timothy Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I hate you for making me say that. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Elephant was not, I don't think he was quite at the height of his popularity yet. Chris Helmsworth certainly wasn't. And no, Steve Zahn, f- I feel like, was becoming less popular at the time. Steve Zahn is always popular. Dude, in my heart, in the he is. Of but I think, in, in terms of movies coming out, I think he was more popular in the earlier two thousands than he was in the later two thousands. I can see that. Yeah. Let's not forget, we also have uh, Marley. I don't remember her last name. Don't know her. Uh, Marley, aka Wendy Peppercorn from <laughs> The Sandlot. Oh yeah, you know oh, her. Oh, that's her. Yeah, my and headphones just fell off. I got really excited about that. <laughs> Marley Shelton, and she was also in um, fuck Grindhouse. Mm. She was the nurse with the syringes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I could not place her. She looked familiar, but I could not place her. She does look very different with, like, almost dreadlocks. Sure. Um, And then this was for Chris Hemsworth the same year that Star Trek came out. Mm. So he was kind of just at the beginning of his rise. It was really the beginning of Chris Hemsworth. And we also have 
Mila Jovovich. Right. Who was kind of coming off of uh, the Resident Evil. Yeah, all the Resident Evil movies. Things. Um, so. I, I really like this movie. However. Uh-oh. I will say I called it like before the movie even started <laughs> because they did not show the faces of the people getting married. Yes. In the beginning sequence, I was like, the people we're thinking are, that are getting married are not getting married because I'm not seeing any faces right now. Why aren't we seeing any faces? Correct. So immediately I called it. <laughs> I didn't, but I did notice that. I knew that it was weird. Yeah. I made a note of it for sure. I'm like, I don't think the people getting married are getting married because I can't see any faces. I'm like, where are the faces? Why aren't I seeing any faces? Why are they hiding faces? Totally. It felt very separate to me. Like I understood what it was doing, but I also kind of didn't even put the two of them together, if that makes sense. Sure. But I I did know that Chris and Marley were not the murderers. I did not think they were the murderers either. Right. I don't think I realized what was happening, like, for sure, for sure, until they got arrested by the helicopter people. Okay. And they found the teeth in the bag. Because then I remembered that Steve Zahn was going through the bag, and obviously, like, he planted the teeth. The second Steve Zahn was going through the bag, I was like, he's planting something. Like, for sure. I, I had... I was psychic watching this movie and everything <laughs> I thought came to fruition, which never happens because I'm not that smart. So I think the foreshadowing may have been a little too strong in this movie. Yeah. I kind of wish yeah. they toned it down a little bit. So I was a little bit more surprised. Uh, but th- that's not to say that knowing the ending somewhat didn't change my enjoyment of it. Like I might have enjoyed it more. If it was a surprise, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, it's still really fun to watch. I loved it. Yeah. I seriously was like, I wanted to watch it again. And I, then I was like, I have this to watch isn't more Girl. popular. Like, it's weird that it's not more popular. Because especially with this team of actors, you think mm-hmm. that I had never fucking heard of it. Have you even heard of this movie? No. I'd never even no. heard of this movie. Because if I'd heard of it and I saw even just Timothy Oliphant and Steve Zahn, I would have watched it. Sure. A hundred percent. I would watch anything with Steve Zahn and Timothy Same. Oliphant. Same. I don't care about Mila Jovovich as, as much, honestly. I'm not a Mila Jovovich person. Me either. She wasn't my favorite. She's in this, fine. Honestly. But I feel yeah. like she kind of foreshadowed too much. Like her acting was almost like... It was a little over the top. It was so over the top that you're like, why is it so over the top? And you're like, mm, she's probably acting, acting. Mm-hmm. Like she's acting like she's acting. Right. <laughs> and it's obvious. No, it was so obvious. Yeah. So it was a, she's not good at acting as an actress. <laughs> like as someone who's an actress, she's an actress, right? Like she can act okay. But I mean, as a person who's pretending to be someone else, it's it's very obvious. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If you're at home and you don't know what I mean, drink half a bottle of wine and then listen to that <laughs> part again. It will make perfect sense to you. 
I wonder how this will like how this will translate listening back. Like right now, I'm just like sipping on my gin. Like yes, here, here. You're correct. You're correct, madam. <laughs> like sober, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck was she even saying? <laughs> I don't know how to say that any other way. I do know what you're saying though, because like every like all of her roles for the most part are kind of next level, right? Sure. Like sure. the big ones, like yeah. the Resident Evil ones, obviously, like Lilu Dallas. Right. You know, they're they're very much over the top, whereas now she's playing a regular person acting as another regular person. Right. I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It feels it if she was I think Mila Jovovich could have acted like a regular person, but instead of doing that, she was really concentrating on acting as a regular person acting as a regular person. Right, like Steve Zahn was very natural. He as is his. so good at it. He's so fucking good. <sighs> because there was such a switch. There was uh, such a switch between his like nerdy dad with cargo shorts that's adorable <laughs> and his like, hey bro, you're not as smart as you thought you were. I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the chest. A little off with him. Yes. Which is what I Perfect. love. Yes. He played it so well. He played it and so well. It was honestly his performance that made me say, is Mila Jovovich just like really overacting yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like their performances weren't on the same level. I kind of wish and they cast someone else for her role. Honestly. I do too. I, I do too. I, I appreciate her as a person and I'm glad she's in movies. I just don't think this was the movie for her. I think they could have found someone unknown to play that role and it would have been great. <laughs> yeah. They have already have enough names in this. They don't need another one. I oh, agree. Well. Um, there's some really great stuff in here. I think um, I like how Nick and Gina who are uh, or not Nick and Gina, Cliff and Sydney, who are uh, Steve Zahn and Mila Jovovich um, are really are. They feel like our main characters at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I don't really ever like them. No. <laughs> and then we kind of start to like Timothy Oliphant and, G- and Gina. And I I mean, I like them right off the bat and continue to like them more as the movie went forward. But I'm not sure if I was supposed to feel that way. I'm not sure if that was the intention. Totally. But I that, don't. But that's yeah. definitely how I felt. Like, I was like, if I wanted to hang out with any of these characters, I would want to hang out with Nick and Gina, not oh. Cliff and Sydney. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't hang out. No. Correct. And fuck Kale and Cleo, because I'm so glad they went away. They're awful. They were awful. <laughs> Chris they were Helmsworth so is lovely, but I don't want to hang out with him in this movie, because he is mean. He's a bad seed. Yeah. He's what they would call a bad seed. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, I like that they had them in there. As they like needed the, it. The they red, they're the red herring, though. right? They're the yeah, red they, herring they reference in the movie, which is funny because they definitely draw attention to having a red herring. Totally. And they f- also draw um, reference to the scorpion in the bottle of booze, right? There's a scorpion in... Uh, Nick's Timothy Olyphant's bottle of tequila mm-hmm. and, that he sips throughout the movie. And he's like, do you think they put the scorpion in live and let it drown? Or do they put it in already dead? And towards the end of the movie, he's like, I think they put it in live. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's great foreshadowing. It's great imagery. 
they pay way too much attention to the foreshadowing, but I it's still appreciate it. Me too. And it's it's so, I don't know, it's just such a weird thing because I do appreciate it. And you're right, like, it's called out quite frequently too throughout much. the whole thing. Too much. They could have toned it down a bit. But for some reason, it didn't really bother me. Like It a lot didn't of- bother me in the slightest. And I actually thought about that in the, like, the flashback scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, normally in a movie, this would drive me insane. Yeah. But like, fuck it. I'm here. Having a flashback scene showing you what you already know mm-hmm. is usually infuriating. Yeah. It's not it infuriating this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, I think that's part of the reason why I said like, I don't want to spoil Gone Girl for people, but I'm okay spoiling a perfect getaway because I think while it might ruin a small amount of the movie, I think you can still really enjoy it while knowing what happens. I think you can too. And I think yeah. it might actually even be more fun because you'll be more observant of, of things. Sure. Sure. I uh, yeah I don't know why I I wish I had a reason for why that is because this movie should be infuriating to me but instead I just kind of it's endearing somehow and I don't know if it's Steve Zahn and I want to just say it's all Steve Zahn and Timothy Oliphant why I feel that way they're so great in this movie they really really are honestly Gina is fantastic too but I don't know the actress's name Gina is great, and I I IMDb'd her to see if I knew her from anything yeah. else, and I really didn't because she, she was really really good, and I wish wonderful. that they went that direction with Mila Jovovich's character. So yeah, Mila Jovovich and this Gina character look very similar, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish they went a different way with Sydney's character because I I, I think that that would have made Gina stand out even more. Um, this woman should be doing more things. This woman should be more famous than Mila Jovovich, in my opinion, because I think she's so good. I think she's far more talented. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. I love how it became. I think the reason the flashbacks work so well and don't become infuriating is because we get this love story between Nick and Gina that we. The ring shopping was so cute. The ring shopping is amazing. I just did Italian hands. So cute. I just did Italian hands, by the way. But like, I think their love becomes more apparent in the flashback and this like whole ring shopping and he's going to propose and you know she wants him to propose because when they were swimming in the Mm -hmm. waterfall, she -hmm. was like, "Mm, we're not engaged yet and like gave him a snotty face. And like, I just love them as a couple. So, I mean, I think this movie ultimately ends up where it's supposed to be i don't think we necessarily get there the way that's planned but it still works it really does and i I do love them humanizing timothy oliphant's character a little bit because really you just hear him talk about how he's an american jedi he's an american jedi carly and like obviously he loves gina but then like when you get him in that jewelry store and he's like talking to the jeweler and he's like you just like tell me he was like i will literally like spend any amount of money like <laughs> just let me know like will this cut it will she like it and sweet. it's sweet it really is sweet it's it, very yeah. sweet it's very sweet Adorbs. i like this movie a lot i think me it's too. very cute 
it's probably one of the cutest movies we've ever done. It's the, the, the cutest. This movie is definitely more thriller than horror. Although it has its gory moments with hand stabbing and whatnot, there's some body horror happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony walked in towards the end of this movie and watched the end with me, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, I told him, I'm like, sit and watch the whole thing with me. And he was like, no, I'm working on something. I'll come in later. And I'm like, well, it's going to ruin it. And he, <laughs> I knew oh, there was going to be a twist because thrillers always have a twist. So anyway, yeah. he comes in at the end. And he's like, I don't know what happened, but I like the end of it. And I was like, well, I don't <laughs> want to tell you what happened because anyway, it's a whole thing. But um, he enjoyed the half of, and second half of it and definitely closed his eyes a couple times during the stabby pulling knives out of hands things that happened. That was a good moment. Yeah, there was a couple of them. They were good. That was a really good moment. A lot Even of hand like, stabbing. So much mm-hmm. hand stabbing. There was one leg stabbing that was also very brutal. There was. And even at the end when they come across um the other tourists, the mm-hmm. surfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shooting is really It's brutal. Intense. Yeah, it's brutal. So like it's not horror, but it definitely has some horror tendencies and it works its way in. Like I think it, has it works one hundred percent. But today's kind of like a thriller episode. Mm-hmm. Which it is has nice. really it's it, the build is really nice and then obviously I'm I'm assuming David Tui just has these really good moments from his experience on the Chronicles of Riddick film because yeah. they have we lead up to this great action these great action moments. Everything is I mean, honestly, it's very enjoyable. All around. Um, I will say there is no ferry from Oahu to Kauai. I'm just letting (laughs) our listeners know if you're in Hawaii on the Hawaiian Islands and you want to take a ferry from Oahu to Kauai, that does not exist. Okay. There's very few ferries between Hawaiian Islands. It's not really a thing. You would think it is, but it's not a thing. You gotta fly. You gotta fly. Sorry. Sorry, bitches. <laughs> but I want a ferry. Well, and I just bothered. That was the one thing that bothered. There was like some Hawaiian things that they got right and some that didn't feel right. I am not from Hawaii, but my husband is. So I, 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 I know some things, right? I've spent time there. My family, I have family that lives there. I feel like I understand Hawaii to an extent. There are some things that get very wrong in this. And that is one of the things that I think that bothered me the most. They actually got some of the things really right. And I, did you know Timothy Oliphant was actually born in Hawaii? So I had he, no idea. Yeah. So he actually knows some Hawaii things. So maybe he helped it. But yeah, there's definitely not a ferry that'll bring you from Oahu to Kauai. So don't try it. Don't don't expect it on your next journey. Now to you can get a small plane to fly you. And it's it's not the same as a ferry. It's pretty cheap, like fifty bucks or something. Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the airline, Mokolai. I'm totally butchering it, but it's something like that. And I've done it, and it's amazing. I took a a small charter. I think it it flew like ten people. It was crazy small. It was the smallest plane I've ever been in, and we flew from. Uh, Big Island to Maui and it was amazing. It was the most beautiful flight ever because it's like one person per row. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Does that make you nervous at all? Tiny planes always make me nervous. Um, No, because that's all they do. 
Okay. Like this, this, this is all this guy does all day, every day. So I okay. felt pretty comfortable Safe. in it. Uh, also, I wasn't. We, I mean, you're not going that far. Um, it's the best view you'll ever have, flying because I don't know. There's something about flying in a small plane that makes it feel more real. You know what I mean? Because when you fly that. in a big plane, you got a bunch of people around. You can kind of see out this little tiny window, right? Right. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But when you fly in a small plane, it feels like you're flying. It doesn't feel like you're, you know, in a flying mall. It feels like you're in a fucking plane. Totally. That makes <laughs> sense. Anyway. Um, so you can't take a ferry, bitches. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked the ending. I think all of it. I think it was well written. I think it was well directed. Very few complaints. Kevin, I appreciate you Thank for you, Kevin. recommending this movie because I'm so stoked. It was a great recommendation. It was a great listener request. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. So let's move on to Gone Girl then. Dee, 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 dee. Are we ready? We are. Okay. So next is Gone Girl from 2014. And let's hear a voicemail from Todd who requested this film. Hello, Carly and Amy. This is Todd. Uh, for Listener Request Month, I'm suggesting Gone Girl, the 2014 thriller directed by David Fincher, starring Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. Why did I pick Gone Girl? Well, it does have synergy with last year's Fight Club, also being a David Fincher thriller with a thunderclap twist. But mostly, I want to give Amy, with an E, chance to dive into the head of Amy with a Y who is perhaps the best villain the last decade. Really no good people in this film, but it certainly is fun to watch. Uh, Carly said she likes David Fincher films, so hopefully uh, you will enjoy. If you haven't seen it, or if you have, uh, you'll enjoy the rewatch. All right, bye. Thank you, Todd. That was great. So sweet. So yeah, I think Todd is actually, yeah, he requested Fight Club last year. Which we recovered. Was it Fight Club or Seven? He requested one of those movies. Seven. Seven. He requested Seven last year, which is also... I was like, did we fucking do Fight Club? I don't remember. we didn't do Fight Club. I just drank a half a bottle of wine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, today's film is Gone Girl. It's directed by David Fincher, who also directed Seven, Zodiac, Fight Club, and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, as well as Alien 3. Amongst I'm so glad that God, you many others. I'm so glad that you threw that in there. Alien three. Yes, I like Alien three. I don't know why it, people hate on it. It's I'm great. Just happy that you that you tossed it in there. That's the one in the prison. I love that one. That is I don't the one care in the what prison. anyone says about it. People are God like, oh, it's Alien or Aliens. But guess that was what? His, I think his first feature actually was Alien 3. Alien 3 is fantastic. I don't care what anyone says. I enjoy it every time I watch it. Uh, this movie is also written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote both the, both the screenplay and the novel, which does not happen often, where we have the novelist also write the screenplay. It's true. Um, it's uh, She's also written um, Sharp Objects. Have you seen Sharp Ob- Objects? It's on HBO. I haven't. I've heard really great things. Um, it just hasn't been a thing that I've wanted to like sit down and, and dive into. It, sure. it feels like it's going to be very depressing, and I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> it is. It is depressing. I watched a few episodes. 
Um, I loved it, but it is depressing and that's why I stopped. Uh, it's not because it's not good because it's really, really good. And if you're into murder mysteries, check it out. Uh, Sharp Objects on Amazon Prime, I believe. Maybe HBO. I sometimes get them confused because I have an HBO subscription through Amazon Prime. You but are right. It is It is HBO. It's HBO. Okay. Oh, now I'm second guessing myself, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, the IMDb summary for Gone Girl is, with his wife's disappearance, having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man sees the spotlight turned on him when it's suspected that he may not be innocent. Sorry, I read that very strangely, but that's the best way I could get it out. It's either enunciating it and speaking slowly or slurring it. Those were the options. So I went with enunciating and speaking slowly. So this was my first viewing of Gone Girl. Although I, I knew about it. It was nominated for an Oscar and I know it was very popular when it came out. I had definitely seen parts of it. But mm-hmm. I did not know the twist or anything. Uh, this was my second viewing. I haven't seen this since I saw it in theaters. The only thing I really remembered was Neil Patrick Harris and that whole situation. Oh, yeah. That scene is intense. Yeah. Um, so I I do remember, I think the only scene I saw was when she was at in the... Um, I don't remember what that area is called. Um, anyway, she was at like in her little cabin with the pool. Like I remember that scene and I remember mm-hmm. her talking to the her neighbor. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything after that or before that. So I think I only might have seen that part. Um, I loved this. It's so good. I loved it. Um, I love I I'm not typically a Ben Affleck fan too much. <laughs> He's not my favorite. Totally. Uh I think he kills it. I'm stoked he on really it. He really did. Yeah. So well in this in this I don't role. think he's a bad actor. I think that maybe he shouldn't have been Batman. That's all I'm saying. I can respect that. Um I loved this. I love that we have I love the character Amy. I think Amy How good is Rosamund Pike in this? Amazing. Uh, I think the characters are really complex and well thought out. Uh, this is the kind of character writing we love and need in movies. And I think it really helps that we have the novelist writing the screenplay. Because mm-hmm. she gets it. She gets it. She fucking nailed it. And sometimes, I mean, we've definitely done movies on the show where novelists have written the screenplay and it didn't quite work. I think you really have to have an understanding of film to be able to translate that to film. And I I really see that in this movie. Now, I never read the novel. It might be amazing. Uh, I'm sure it is, actually. Um, But I I honestly feel like the film adaptation is is wonderful. Um, I couldn't imagine that the novel... That the novel is so much more superior that this is a letdown for anyone who was a fan of the novel. And I'd actually like to go back and and read the novel now. I can agree with that. I haven't heard any judgments of this movie in terms of the novel. Um, even when it came out, I think that it, it was all like always pretty successful in yeah. terms of I that. mean, I know this had a fan base 
um, before it became a movie. So there's always that worry of a letdown. And I feel like, honestly, just in my knowledge of the movie, like I feel like the movie's so strong that it can't be that much of a letdown <laughs> if it is. Oh, it, it's so good. It's yeah. so well done. And like the jumping back and forth. I mean, David Fincher is fantastic. He, he is. is an amazing storyteller. It's so true. it's it's really no surprise to me that he succeeds in um, controlling all of the pieces of this very intricate puzzle. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, I mean, it's it's very much a story that we see from a bunch of different sides. Everything works together. Everything makes sense. Um, even when you, like, know what's going on, you're still kind of maybe surprised about certain things that sure, happen. Sure, Um I think so it's really good. interesting that uh, Reese Witherspoon actually bought the rights to the film um, when she read the book. And then she um, was actually going to play Amy. But after meeting with David Fincher, decided that she didn't want to. Um, but I honestly... I, I, I think that the actress that played Amy did an amazing job. I honestly think Reese Witherspoon could have fucking killed it, too. I, I love Reese Witherspoon a lot, though. I really like her, but I don't... I don't know if she could... I think that she can do villain more than she probably would think she can do villain. I, I can... don't think that that's a surprise. Like, I don't, I don't think that you're wrong at yeah. all. But I am happy that Rosamund Pike... Up until this movie, I think the only movie I saw her in prior to this was, um, was it like Pride and Prejudice? I think she was in mm -hmm. the one with. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, and so I think it was a good idea to go with her because she was kind of. I don't know, like Reese Witherspoon, when you're watching her act, like it's still even though she's amazing, like she's still Reese Witherspoon. You know what I mean? Sure, like sure, it's, sure. it's nice to have an unknown this, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like you're not really sure what to expect from her. Sure. And she fucking killed it. Yeah. It's really funny because I was reading um, that actually David Fincher, when he casts roles, he just looks at images of people. Like he'll just look at pictures of you on the internet to try to see if you'll be good for a role. And I think the smirk that Ben Affleck gives in a lot of his pictures it, is really what nailed him to this role, is that smirk he gives. Because really, that's the smirk he's using when his picture is taken in front of his wife's missing poster. And it I, works ugh. so perfectly. I love those scenes because it's like such an awkward thing that like someone who's not in the limelight, like obviously if they're standing and people are asking them to pose, like they might throw a smile. And even though it's an incredibly inappropriate moment, like what the fuck else are you going to do? Just stand. You know what I mean? Like well, it's I just mean, such an unnatural moment. Even apes smile when they're uncomfortable. Like that's a mm -hmm. normal inherent response to being mm -hmm. uncomfortable is to give this awkward smile. But I love that that's just like the media just blows that out of out of out of proportion. Like, like obviously he's a murderer because he just yes. is like posing in front of this thing. I love everything. It's so smart. And I love that our villain is a woman and she's not even necessarily a villain. She is a woman who scorned and fucking had it. Yes. I, I not she's definitely a villain. Let me let me just preface that. She's definitely a fucking villain. 
but murder you, happens. But knowing where your villain is coming from is wonderful. Sometimes we just get villains for the sake of being villains. And I feel like a lot of times when men are the villains, that's what we get. And I feel like in this instance, we really know what Amy is thinking and where Amy is coming from and Amy's history. And in a movie that's less than two hours long, having all that information is really, really good screenwriting. Right? I'm pretty sure this is like two and a half hours long. Is it that long? Yeah, it's two hours and 29 minutes. I watched a movie that was two hours and 29 minutes and I didn't draw attention to it. Yes. That's the fucking mark of a good movie. <laughs> Congratulations, Gone Girl. <laughs> I fucking hate long movies. And I remember um, like noting that when I first started watching it, but I barely wrote any notes for this movie because I was so into it. No, it I flows loved so well. everything about it. Honestly, honestly, the twists, the turns, the characters. This movie is fantastic. It just is. I love Margot. I love the character of Margot, her his sister. Um, everyone just felt very real, mm-hmm. even though this story is kind of crazy. It felt like it could have happened. Like it felt I, like it could I, have been a retelling. I sure. love. Oh, absolutely, and I love that. Like they address it. They're yeah. like, "That's fucking nuts!" Like at the end, there's literally like him and the cop. And the lawyer are, like, sitting at the table, and he's telling them what's going on. And they're like, you're so fucked up. Like, yeah, I got nothing. And he's like, she literally told me that he that she murdered him in yeah. cold blood. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely something. It's definitely, it's, it, there's a reason why it was very popular when it came out, for sure. Did you know that Rosamund Pike used Adora the Explorer doll when she was practicing her sex scene with Neil Patrick Harris? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> my mind is blown and I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable because I can't even wrap my my mind around why. <laughs> that was my favorite piece of trivia that I learned when researching this movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Disturbing. Uh, All of the above. All of the above. I love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, Seth Rogen and Ryan Reynolds were also considered for the part of Nick, which I'm not okay with Seth Rogen being considered for this role. I'm somewhat okay with Ryan Reynolds being considered for the role. I'm not okay with Seth Rogen being considered for the role. I could see Ryan Reynolds yes. because I, I feel like he has that kind of performance aspect of his personality. He's like, charming. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense that, like, seeing this woman at a party, he would just turn it on. Oh, 100%. I love then, the beginning of their relationship. Yes. Huh. Same. I love it. So cute. You, you can tell it's like both of these people are, like, performing for each other. Yes. And that's what it's like, man. It is. It, that's it what is. the it's beginning like, of relationships are like. Look at me. I'm so, I don't know. We're so (laughs) different. We're so, we're not like normal people. We're not like a normal couple. Eventually you turn into normal people. (laughs) (laughs) But the beginning is magic. The beginning is magic, 100%. And it's so cute. And like they're back and forths and they're banter. Yes. It's great. I love how they do that. 
100%. This movie is a treasure. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that Todd requested it. And um, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about this movie just in general. Same. I don't even know what else to say about it. It's just so good. Maybe we should talk about the details of it a little bit. I mean, we should talk about the gore. There's definitely a scene of gore. And I think for a thriller, this has the most horror ending of any thriller I've ever seen in my life. I can agree with that. I felt such a sense of horror at the end of this movie with Nick living with Amy for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) And he's like, there's literally nothing. Like, she has trapped him. She has trapped him. It is the most genius ending, I think. It's funny because when they bring up like the sperm donation section in like the halfway point, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit before, I didn't even think about that. Like, and I've seen this movie before. I didn't even think about her like using that in the The future. The foreshadowing in this movie exists, but it doesn't draw attention to it at all. Exactly. Yeah. It's really good writing. And this is what we get when a novelist writes our screenplay. It's true. We get this level of character understanding that I don't think we could have gotten if someone else wrote this screenplay. I am I am sure that this writer is amazing. Like I I have not read her novels. I don't know anything about her novels other than this movie, and I will say that this novel has to be written amazingly. Yeah, this level of understanding of her characters is through the roof. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's really special. It's not happening a lot in cinema. So no. um I'm I, I really think that I should read this novel. I think I'm going to be doing that. We can book club it before we do Edward's m- book. Oh, I think we should. I'm down. Do we, we have enough time, probably. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just in my brief watching of Sharp Objects, it has a very similar dark feeling than this does. Um, so I, I, I'm, I don't know. I want to watch. I want to read the books. I'm excited. Or the book. The one book, not the just multiple the one. books. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was funny that Rosamund Pike was constantly looking at her phone on set. And David Fincher would randomly text her pictures of his stern face when she was on her phone when she shouldn't have been. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) To get her to, like, put her phone away. Oh, my gosh. I want to do that. But, like, I'm never really angry. I'm going to start doing that to people. Yes. (laughs) I love this one. Oh, it's fantastic. So, anyway, I don't know what else to say about it. I just really like it. Oh, I don't I know see that the, I have um, anything else to say. The, the full frontals. We did have a little side peen. We did have some Ben Affleck side peen. Yeah. Although I barely noticed it. It was barely side peen. I like saw it and I was like, was that some side peen? <laughs> Do I have to note that for the, for the podcast? <laughs> so the first peen present in 2020? There is definitely some peen. I think it might have been. Peen. There's definitely some peen. I thought we saw peen earlier this year. I can't remember what it was, though. Someone remind us. Have we seen peen? Yeah, I think we already announced first peen for 2020. (laughs) This would be the second peen. I don't remember what the first peen peen was, but this is definitely a second peen for 2020. (laughs) 
Ben Affleck is the second peen of t- 2020. I also want to mention that um, oh, I lost it. What was going on in my brain a second ago, Carly? Can you tell me? We were talking about peen. Yeah. And. Oh, the cat. Okay. It's not. Yep. There's a cat. Kitty. So Please. Ben and Amy or Ben. <laughs> Nick and Amy have a kitten or a cat. And the cat really likes Nick. Yes. And I like that that imagery throughout the movie because the cat always likes Nick. And I feel like cats are very smart creatures and like good people. And mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that that cat sticks by him throughout the movie and then when Amy comes back into the house, the cat's still with him. I feel like that's yep. just such perfect imagery when he's locked himself in this room with this cat. The cat's in there, yeah. You're like, oh... I never realized that before. I noticed that too. I also know that um, Rosamund Pike modeled her performance after Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Um, and I fucking felt that for sure. Oh, absolutely. Apparently also Nicole Nicole Kidman in To Die and For. To die but for. I don't think that also I've seen that. Have it's really seen? good. You should. Yeah. yeah, you should check it out. Okay, I'll check it out. I know. I, I'm. If you haven't seen this, check it out, guys. It's good. It's real it's good. Super good. And it's like, don't let the time, the running time deter you. We have nothing but time right now, and this movie moves super fast. If you know me at all, and you've listened to this podcast at all, you'll know <laughs> that I hate movies that run over two, one and a half hours, let alone two plus hours. Yeah. This movie She didn't flies. even know. She was like under two hours. I had I was no like, idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had no idea because it was so good. All stacks. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on, Where my love. Moving? What do we got? Okay, so let's talk about our new podcast that comes out on Sunday. It does. It does. Called Face Punch Sunday Brunch. I have no idea if anybody is going to enjoy this this podcast. So I will say, after since now we are talking about it after recording our first episode, you're going to probably want to watch the movie along with us talking about it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're talking about it as we're watching it and I'm not sure it'll make sense otherwise. I, not 100% on that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All I know is I had a blast recording it. And here's what really matters. We had so much fun recording it. I don't know if it's fun to listen to, but it was so much fun to record it. Exactly. Yeah. It was a blast. So check it out if you want to. Um, I do tell you when we hit play. So if you want to watch along with us, we are doing the director's extended cut. So if you're renting it or whatever, you're going to want to get that version. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I wonder wasn't what wasn't in the thing. I don't know because I've only ever watched the director's extended cut, to huh. be honest. Yeah. Um. So check out... Face Punch Sunday Brunch. That episode is coming to you live on Sunday. This Sunday. It's not live. We already recorded it. Shh. (laughs) (laughs) So also with Listener Request Month, we like to do listener questions and listener topics. So we ask that our listeners send us questions and topics for us to talk about. Um, This week we got a couple. Just a couple. Um, Tommy B., who is our most reliable listener, I think, and has been, I think he was our first real listener. I think so, too. He was our first regular listener. 
He was who like the, interacted with us on a regular basis. He always asks us questions when we ask for questions. He always like, sends us requests when we ask for requests. Like Tommy B has been there from day one. And for we, reference, our I'm pretty sure the first year that we ever did listener requests was just like all Tommy B movies. Yeah, it was like listen. It was like Tommy B asks Final Girls. Yeah. I think yeah. was the segment we had for a short period of time. Like Tommy B has been there from day one. Like yeah. We, love tommy b we do so, anyway preface over tommy b asks i know your first theme song was sequencing the drone that was let's like super final girls trivia we had a name for our, our song that we used to announce like we have not done that for years That's uh, true. <laughs> i know your first theme song was sequencing the drone what's the new one called it's a great question um With how to answer <laughs> I asked my my friend, uh, his name is Jason Mays, uh, Jay, uh, wrote it for us. Yes. Jason Meyer, by the way. Wonderful his, guy. His Instagram is JJ May, so that's why I said May. There you go. Um, but he wrote it for us, and when I asked him what it was called, I was like, can you tell me what the name of that little ditty that you wrote for us was? And he was like... Why don't you just call it Little Diddy? He's <laughs> like, I have no idea. So basically what happened, and I, I think I've told this before on the show, but I'll retell it. We used to have a theme song sequencing the drone that we used for our episodes. And we switched it, I don't know, like less than a year ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Just for reasons in that I felt uncomfortable continuing to use it. Um, because the connection I had to the person who wrote it was diminished. <laughs> so yeah. I could... I just we decided to get a new song. It was time. I mean, we've been doing uh-huh. this for a while. Um, and Carly's friend offered to do that for us, so we yeah, he's them. yeah, he's really a great friend of mine. We um, one of like my friends in the horror community here in LA. We go and see a lot of horror movies together. He is a musician. He is an editor. He's a screenwriter. So he gets when I was like, hey, I have a horror podcast, as you know need a new song he sent us over a couple options and this and was one of them it's perfect it's similar it enough to the original song that it works people don't feel too upset when they hear a difference and yeah. and it's different enough that it doesn't upset me when i hear it so there we go <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we got another question on instagram from jtu128 who asked what movies do you like to discuss on the would you like to discuss on the podcast, but maybe never can because it doesn't fit the quote final girl horror cast brand? Unquote. Twilight jokes on everyone, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, but like I mean, not I, on our that's podcast. That's the first one that comes to mind is that we've Carly has always wanted to talk about Twilight. To t- Twilight. Yep. Wow. Slurring is an issue. Uh, Carly has always wanted to talk about Twilight. And so we started a different podcast to talk about it um, because it, it's not that we have a brand. I wouldn't say we have a brand. We certainly make exceptions. We've been talking about Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl and Buffy the Vampire Slayer since day one. For real. Harry Potter is also a thing we have talked about um, on end. But... Uh, you know, Twilight is always one of those things. I feel like Twilight's very controversial for horror fans. Uh, yeah. 
our listeners finding out we're doing a separate podcast about Twilight has been interesting hearing their thoughts. I mean, most of our devout listeners are happy to listen to a podcast about Twilight, even if they don't like Twilight. Um, I know Tommy... I know Sorry, Tommy B said something about, I'm not watching no Twilight, but I'll listen to you guys talk about Twilight. <laughs> and so that's the thing is like, that's all one can hope for, right? Sure, and it's sure. like, not, it's not like we think it's this masterpiece of a series. No. But like, holy shit, guys, if you get a little, you know, even just if you hang out with your friends and sure. you watch a really bad, funny movie, you're going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. That movie is probably going to be better than what it might have been if you were watching it on your own. And that's kind of what we're doing here is like, I know what Twilight is for me. I think it's funny. I think it's enjoyable. Amy does as well. Um, we kind of both kind of came together on that. Obviously, we're not going to devote a, fin- a Final Girls episode to it because it's not horror by any means. Or thriller. Um, or thriller. I mean, maybe sci-fi, kind of. Ish. The vampires. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch. But we're going to have drama, fun talking romance, about it. It's drama romance, let's be real. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think the only other movies that I can think of we got to do because of Listener Request Month. Sure. Um, because our brand technically would be movies that are streaming that's yeah. kind of what puts any sort of limitation on movies that i think that we'd want to talk about on the podcast 100 percent. the only time that i have limited what i've wanted to talk about on the podcast is because it's not streaming i think for the most for the most part carly and i have a don't give a fuck attitude because mm-hmm. it's our podcast and we make the rules. So if we want to change exactly. them, we can fucking change them. Um, yeah. The exception is really we want it to be streaming. We want our listeners to be able to watch these movies for, for free or with a script subscription service that they probably already have. Um, I would say within that realm, Frankenhooker is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. Frankenhooker is a big one. Um, I would also say, um, while uh, Houseu is or House, the Japanese version of House, or the Japanese House, uh, not version. It's not a version of anything. Um, <laughs> are probably two movies that are not streaming that I've wanted to do since day one. Um, and so that's kind of like the, where, like, what you're saying too is like yeah. Houseu is streaming on the Criterion channel, but that's not something that like everybody has. That's not something we have or most people have, so we're not going to cover it. Although we did record an episode on it. Let's be real, we recorded an we episode did. on Houseu with Al White and Justin from Horror Business, and it got lost, and you guys will never hear it. Sorry. But, but um, let, we can let you know that we spent four hours talking about this movie, and we had the yeah. best time. It was really good. You'll never. Hear it you're welcome you r.i.p um, that episode but i would still do it again after a period of time we definitely need some some so, time to pass i mean there, but there's definitely movies we're waiting to stream right it's not necessarily mm-hmm. that they're not on brand we're just kind of like holding our breath waiting for them to be streaming um and right we've we've been doing this podcast for three plus years almost four years at this point and so we have seen we have had like a waiting list, right? In our a mental waiting list, if you will, mm-hmm. of movies we're waiting to be streaming at the same time to stream them. Or even just movies that we want to cover with other movies that aren't streaming, right? 
Exactly. Because think about it. We've wanted to do Fright Night for a long time, but we we insist that we do <sighs> old Fright Night with new and Fright new Night. Fright Night. Yep. So we're waiting for them both to be streaming consistently, both of them at the same time. Exactly. And that has not happened yet. So, I mean, there's things like that where we're definitely waiting. But I think that also adds to the fun of our our podcast because if we were covering every movie we wanted to be covering at the instant we were covering it we would be running out of movies we loved so now it's fun to like pepper in um some like shitty movies or some new movies that we never would watch with the movies that we want to cover ultimately so it's true and it keeps us on our toes too because we're like always checking and we'll like have oh we'll have an episode planned for next week and then we're sure. like, no no this is streaming we have to do it right now yeah i mean we definitely fly typically we fly in the seat of our pants like we're changing yeah. what we're doing every week we don't know what we're doing from week to week um, exactly. we decide when we record the episode before what we're doing the next week so mm-hmm. uh, ultimately we don't have an idea we don't have a plan we don't have a schedule uh, we fly from week to week um but yeah, there's definitely movies that I have on my radar that I'm waiting to be streaming. Um, I wouldn't say that we want to cover things off of our um, genre list too often. Yeah, I yeah. can agree with I that. I mean, there's just Twilight, really, and Harry Potter, which we would discuss anyway because we don't care. But like, yes. ultimately, <laughs> Gilmore Girls, you know. But ultimately, Which we talk about every time that we one of us decides to rewatch the series. So. I want to say also, I I know at least two of our listeners are watching Gilmore Girls now because of us, and I want to say I love you. <laughs> Shout yes. out to you. Um, it feels I love like, it. Oh my gosh, it it's, feels it's, like they're enjoying it, and I want them yeah. to enjoy. It. And I I just want to say this out loud, dear men of the universe. <laughs> Gilmore Girls is also for you. It's not just a woman show. It's about no. women, yes. But I feel like men can get a, a deep sense of enjoyment out of watching this show as well. I know my husband is in denial about enjoying Gilmore Girls, but he has also sat down and watched several hours of Gilmore <laughs> Girls with me, laughed, and then pretended he hated it. So I, I don't feel guilty. Watch Gilmore Girls if you want to. It's good. There's a lot of hours of entertainment in store for you if you just give in to the Gilmore Girls. It's true. And then come into our discussion group because we have many threads going. Todd, actually, who um, was the one who suggested Gone Girl for us, Mm -hmm. is making these amazing recaps that I enjoy reading every day that I wake up. I like look at that. It's <laughs> He's my watching favorite. like two or three episodes a day and then posting recaps. And it's like my favorite part of my day. I Me know too. I'm not Todd. OK, I'm just saying this out loud. Todd, I know I'm not responding like verbally to your posts, but I enjoy them so immensely. I just don't know what to say in response. So please they make keep me laugh doing and that. Like- Oh, my God. And I love seeing your opinions on them. And I love seeing like everybody chime in. It's like literally brings me so much joy. Because I know, Carly, you came into Gilmore Girls later, but I watched Mm -hmm. this live as a teenager growing up. Uh, Gilmore Girls was like something I watched with my mom in high school. Uh, It was a big deal for me. So like hearing like I feel like it's for everybody, though, because even watching it now, I get something completely different out of it than I watched them when I watched as a teenager and I feel like yes it's it's for everybody it's funny and there's so many like social media and like 
old school like references there's um, the pop literary... culture references are so solid yeah there's like literary references there's movie there's tv references there's all this like amazing stuff there there's really really good comedy if you've ever seen the marvelous mrs Maisel and enjoyed it uh it's by the same writer i mean it's really good writing um I, I just, I love, I, I love Gilmore Girls, Carly loves Gilmore Girls, and we're happy for anyone else that loves Gilmore Girls. I feel like there's some sort of guilt that comes from watching it, but there shouldn't be. And I feel like if it was called anything other than Gilmore Girls, maybe that guilt wouldn't be there. Just. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And thank you for those of you who are joining us on this Honestly, journey. <laughs> if anyone ever wants to talk to us about Gilmore Girls, we are down. We're here for it. We're here for it. Also, Harry Potter, anytime. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you want. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, any fucking time also on board. you want. We love those things so, so much. <laughs> um, and Twilight, honestly. And Twilight. Want to chat about Twilight? Let's do, I can do that too. Um, so, <laughs> Face Punch Sunday Brunch coming to you on Sunday, which is our Twilight podcast. Our, our, yes. It will be a series. It'll be a short series. One episode for each film. Yes. Join us. Join us. Oh, my God. We had so much fun recording it. I, you... like, knew that it was going to be fun, but I didn't realize <laughs> how fun it was going to be. It the was a lot fun. of fun. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be fun to listen to, but fucking recording it was a blast. Yeah. I can't wait till next Sunday. Same. All right, guys. So check that out. Carly, what are we doing next week? Next week, we have a great show for you. I forgot to write who requested the fucking movies. I was movies. literally just going to ask you. I will pull it up. Hang on. I'm um, so sorry. I'm delayed. Yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm pulling up the thing. So uh, both of these movies, um, one of, well, I'm just going to wait. Go ahead. You can say it. I will tell you who. Great. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, first up is Deadly Friend, which is available to rent for a dollar ninety nine. And this was requested by Jasper F. Thank you, Jasper. Yes. And the next movie was uh, Shocker, which is currently streaming on Shutter or Max Go if you have them. Uh, it's also available to rent for about three ninety nine. That was requested by Tommy B. Our BFF forever. Yes. So check those out. We're going to be talking about those next week. I'm so excited about it. Same. We're kind of going back to the 80s here, which is really my kind of thing. Oh, Amy loves the 80s. So I'm all about it. (laughs) Yes. Very excited. We have a lot of good episodes coming up. I'm like looking through these requests and I'm getting really excited. You guys killed it. It's really hard to match them up, though. They're all very different. So like matching them up for an episode (laughs) is difficult, Um, especially after these first couple. Like I feel like the first two episodes, they went together. And I think this one will. But I don't know how it's going to go moving forward because all the other movies requested are so fucking different from each other. The thing they have in common is that they were requested by you. Yes. And that's all that really matters. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been so much fun. Yeah. We love you guys. We just want to say we love you guys. And as a reminder, we love you guys. Ditto. Thanks for listening. You're awesome. You rock. This series is for you, listeners. Did I Mm. mention I drank a half a bottle of wine? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. All right. Well, stay safe, stay healthy, make good choices. We love you. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Oh, you went high on that one. I felt it today. <laughs> <laughs>